Welcome to the Ambitious Broker Podcast, where elite real estate professionals share their secrets to success, discuss topics impacting their industry, and gain professional development insights. Enjoy today's episode. Uh, welcome, everyone, to uh, today's episode of Ambitious Broker. We're with Josef uh, Stefanian today, and Josef is an ambitious broker, and I'm really glad to have him with us. Uh, and he's one of the he's going to fall in this category of ambitious uh, agents that um, is you know falls under the umbrella of ambitious brokers. So, uh, just to recap real fast, we'll be talking to iconic agents. We're going to be talking about the mindset to be good at real estate. We're going to be talking about uh, what's going on in the industry. Uh, some of the you know uh, current topics of interest, and there's a bunch of them now. And then, of course, uh, you know the uh, historic um, you know icon agents. So, uh, with that, I'd like to just introduce everyone to uh, Hosep and and welcome you. Thank you, thank you. <clears throat> Good morning. My name is uh, Hosep Stepanian. Uh, work here at Broker and Trust. Been a broker for about eight years, and I've uh, mm-hmm. been a part of Broker and Trust now for about four years. Four years, right? Right. Okay. So. So when did you start? You started in 06? Uh, 2006. 2006. November, November. November of 2006. So my questions are, and now you're only 36? 36. 36 correct. years old. So you you started at 20? I started right around 22. 22 years old. Right out of college. Okay. Oh, so you went to college? Yeah, CSUN, right next door. Okay, so so the question is, well, in, in, let me start by just saying, you know, Hosef uh, is now years, uh, now has been very successful at, at what you do. I know you're having, you know, six-figure monthly incomes and, and, uh, and doing extraordinarily well. And you've been, you've been doing well for a long time, actually. Um, and and uh, you, you've had a good commitment. I, I know that you've not only have you been productive, but you've also volunteered time with the association and you've gotten – you know, it's broaden your perspective, I guess, a little bit that way and so forth. But uh, so let's start at the beginning here and um, let's find out uh, what was it about real estate. So you were in college. Did you have your mind made up then that you were going to do that? No, I did not, actually. I was uh, a business law major and uh, the plan was to <clears> go to law school. Uh, but I graduated. Uh, I, was, I was driving down the street with my cousin, saw real estate school training, went in there, took the class, took the test, passed and uh, started um, in real estate uh, and kind of put law school in the back burner. And then I saw the potential. I saw the potential of real estate. I saw what some uh, big producers were producing and what they're driving and the lifestyle they had. And I saw that something that I could accomplish and something I, I want to strive to. And you want to jump into it fast. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to, uh, I no. didn't want to wait because uh, I knew it was going to be difficult. I didn't know it was going to be this difficult in the beginning. It wasn't yeah. a smooth ride in the beginning, but uh, consistency is very, very key in real estate. Well, what was what was so difficult in the very beginning when you were starting? <clears throat> 22-year-old kid, nobody really trusts me. Nobody knows, you know, I can make a transaction happen. And I, I didn't at that time. You know, it took me a while to get started, but um, family, mm-hmm. friends, cousins, nobody really wanted to give me the chance. So I had to prove myself with other types of clients. You know, I didn't right. have a referral base at that time. So I had to start getting clients in different different ways until my success kind of paved the road for people seeing, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm investing in, what I'm driving. Right. And uh, sooner or later, they could, you know, they they understand what I'm doing and they kind of understand that I could 
You're serious. This. I'm serious. This yeah. is my career. Right. It's not. It's not a game. It's not my side gig. This is my career. This is what I do. Right. Right. And and so so in the very beginning, then could, did you actually sense the people just didn't want to do business with you because you were young, or <sighs> you sort of think that now? I think it was because I was young. You know. Yeah. I looked young. I was young. Um, I was Some really aggressive. Head. I was ambitious. I'm. I'm. I'm mm. I always, you know, I'm really upbeat. So I attracted some people. I attracted yeah. some people. Yeah, you have a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So energy is key. So I did attract people. And, uh, you know, I had some good mentors on the way to point me in the right direction with a couple different uh, things and get, started getting my database together. And, right. you know, uh, started started from the beginning, the foundation work. So the very first few sales, the very first clients that you represented, what was the source? The source was one of them was uh, sitting on uh, uh, call at the office, you know, uh, like floor you, time. Floor time. Yeah. I had a floor time call. I had a foresight by owner. I converted into a listing and sold it myself. Um, I had an open house lead. I gathered. Um, I represented uh, my parents in a transaction the first first year. Right. So you know, everyone's got to do that, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. My parents were lucky enough to invest at that time, so yeah. I represented them. So that was one of the few, you know, few transactions I did a few couple years. Yeah, I was I was like that when I first started too. It's like, you know, I was twenty one, but I looked fourteen. Everybody said, you know, yeah. so it was tough. And and I used to get asked that question all the time. What do you think was hard because you were young? And for me, you know, my answer was I, I don't know who didn't want to do business with me. I only know who did. We only measure by our successes, yeah. right? We don't measure by – you don't often know what people don't like or if they don't want to be around you or they don't trust you yet. Or, so you just kind of – you got to kind of plow through, right, and find that person. Find that person and kind of, you know, attract what you want. You know, right. I want to attract normal clients, aggressive, normal buyers or, you know, sellers were awesome. But, you know, it was buyers in the beginning. You right. know, you would focus more on buyers. Sellers' listings were a little bit more difficult in the beginning. Right. So, so, so then you were working for sell by owners right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. For sell by owners, um, the first two, just three looking years, them up in the paper and start making phone calls. Driving by, you know, driving mm -hmm. any sign you see, stop, right. knock, uh, uh, pull up title, get their address, start mailing them, uh, start dropping by as much as possible. And it was uh, it was like a seventy five year old man. And I told him this is my first transaction. You know, when it got down to it, and he's right. like, Yeah, I like you. I'm giving you a chance. Right. I'm giving you a chance. That's all it took. Right. All I need is that one chance. I want four seven owner listing. And I got that like six, seven thousand dollar paycheck at that time. And right. I was like, wow. And you didn't lie to the guy. No, no, I you didn't lie I to was the guy. totally upfront. I told him, hey, look, uh, I have good mentors. I have a manager. I have a broker. Um, I've been trained. Uh, I know what I'm doing. I just need, you know, a start. Get started, right? Yeah, I need to get started somewhere. So he gave me that chance. I remember when I went through training, and this is like in the 70s. That's how long ago it was. But one of the um, one of the trainers said, uh, you know, when everything else fails on the listing appointment, say, I can sell your house. <laughs> that's a good quote. <laughs> that's it. I can you sell your house. Yeah, you cannot, you know, if, if yeah. they believe you, they trust you. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, so, so three months later, I had started farming. And uh, I'm walking on the street one day, and I see a, a real estate agent walk out of a house. And um, so I go to the door after the agent had left. I go, was that a real estate agent? Yeah. And uh, basically I says, well, can I you know, talk to you about selling your house too? Because I'm a real estate agent also. And she says, well, you know, uh, can you give my husband a call in the morning? 
So I said, okay. So seven o'clock in the morning, I called, and uh, the guy answered the phone, and we talked for a few minutes. He was an insurance salesman. Oh. So to your point, and this is a good a good message to to people, I think, and that is that that uh, I was just ambitious, and I was just coming. Didn't lie, never lie, but I would just keep coming and, and be very honest about consistent. the things. Yeah, very consistent and keep coming. So I call this guy up, and uh, and I'm pitching just to get an appointment, just to get in the yeah. house. And um, and I, I wasn't having any luck. And finally, the guy says to me, uh, can I ask you a question? How, how old are you? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm 21. And he says, well, how, how, how long have you been doing this? Well, I, I says, well, to be honest with you, I just started. I says, but I tell you, I, I'm so ambitious and I'm so, uh, you know, so excited to get rolling, get started. I swear to you, I'll be able to, I'll be able to do a good job for you. So I just flashed back on what the guy said. And the guy says, uh, okay, well, meet me here at 5 o'clock this afternoon. And, and, you got your appointment. And I got my listing. I mean, he literally agreed to list Listen. with me just like that. But but the point, I think, is in the good lesson for the ambitious people listening. And, you know, we have millions and millions of viewers. <laughs> so, <laughs> soon, soon. Soon, yeah. So, so uh, but the, the lesson really is that is that idea that uh, you just you just show them your enthusiasm. That's and you big. show them, yeah. That's big. Yeah. I, I use that as very key, you know, smile a lot, be very presentable, be on time. Um, it's just, you know, 50% of the battle is just, you know, you don't have to be smart. Now, being smart helps, of course, when you get in there and you look good and you act good and the energy is good and you're ambitious. Now you got to know what to talk about and you have right. to have the knowledge. But 50% of it's, <laughs> you don't have to be smart at all. Right. You know, it's just getting there um, on time, presentable. But energy, being ambitious, um, being consistent, being aggressive is the foundation, is the yeah. building blocks that I was trained, um, you know. You know, so you'd mentioned now a couple of times, be presentable. Yeah. And uh, so I have noticed that about you because I'm not going to lie to people. I've, I've known Hosa for a long time and, and um, you know, been, you know, impressed by, you know, the things. You. you know that already, so I don't have to tell you. But um, but I do notice that you you always look like this. I, I try. I think, you know, the mindset in the morning when I'm getting dressed is for success. Right. I want to have a successful day and I try, you know, as much as I can to dress successful. Right. Um, I remember the beginning when I started there where the motto was fake it till you make it, fake right. it till you make it, you know, and I bought my BMW and I couldn't afford it, but I bought it and I faked it. Um, now it's just part, you know, being presentable, being a business person, real estate, you really have to be a business person if you want to be successful. That's right. the bottom line. Show up every day. Show up every you day. You were going to be an attorney, and if you had been an attorney, you would have shown up every day. Yeah, and I would have probably— Worked for some law yeah. firm that had you working— For like 10, 20 years. Yeah, 18 years a day you've been working. I mean, yeah, so, 18 hours a day, rather. So me personally, I could never, I don't think, work for anyone. Well, you know, the, the, the industry trend has been— you know, lower the standards on dress and things like that. It's almost like, you know, they, it's cool to not dress up. Yeah. And and so what, you, you obviously don't I, buy into that. I don't buy into that. No, yeah. I don't buy into that. What The clients that I work with, yeah. um, the clients that I go see, the type of people I work with in this area, it's better to be like this. Now, if I worked in Marina Del Rey or if I worked in Malibu or, you know, I don't know, Cancun, you know, depending on the area I worked in, I might have to dress down. But in this West Valley environment, right? Um, I believe it's the best to look your best and be professional, and you know, at all times, you know. 
Well, you know that, you know, I always say that the real estate businesses, you, you sell credibility and you manage information. And um, so I still don't understand the decline in the way people dress. Um, you know, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in purchases and even commissions being paid in some cases. And my whole thing was if you're selling credibility, um, then all of the things we see on TV and understand these these guys in broadcasting are the ones who have made a science out of persuasiveness, right? And so I don't care if you're watching the news, 60 Minutes, sportscasts, uh, you know, documentaries. Those guys are always in suits and ties, always in suits yeah. and ties. Yeah. So they seldom, you seldom see these guys dressed down. And I still believe the science of it is that if you're going to be, be credible, you want to walk in wearing that badge and and uh and i just think it's really important it's, it's kind of i think it's our uniform yeah. you know other people don't consider it like that but i think a suit uh tie this and that's just part of the uniform so just, if just, i worked just, you know if i worked for mcdonald's i would have to wear their uniform right i believe this is the correct uniform for what what we do yeah to look professional yeah. whatever so when you first started then were you you uh you head for sale by owners and you had floor time Correct. Now you know no, nobody does floor time. There's anymore. no, there's no, yeah, no floor, floor time. time. No more. But I used to do no joke, two, three deals a year, every year on floor mm. time. Right. And one of the things I actually learned, another thing that I did the first two, three years, uh, was door knocking. Right. You know, due to what you set place and mm. what you recommended at that time. Right. Um, and it was, you know, door knocking was to make sure you're consistent, make sure you have a plan. Um, and the whole thing was just to get out there, right? just to meet people right. and consistently go out there and, you know, give good information. But, uh, so did you have any numbers? Were you like, I'm going to door knock 50 doors a, a week or a day or any, any like general plan like I that? I did. I did have a general plan. Uh, my farm, my farm at that time was about a thousand homes. So I would go four times a week, uh, about 30 to 40 doors a day. 30 to 40 doors a day. And Got that it. was c consistently for a while. And in the beginning, like the first year, I didn't get one listing. Right. I didn't get one listing. But then uh, an expired came out and uh, I ended up getting that listing. In, uh, in that area that in you that knocked? Farm, kind yeah. of farm area. In that farm area, yeah. Right. So um, I did. I, I ended up getting one guy uh, promised me whenever he sells, he called me. I listed that home. And I did, I did start gaining traction um, in the farm. Right. Unfortunately, um, I didn't continue. I right. didn't continue. And now, uh, my business is set up a little bit, a little bit different. Right. You know, what made you keep going? Cause that's the hard part. You know, like with farming, of course, you know, when I had my company, that was a big start of, you know, uh, a big part of how we started was farming, but everybody in our original group, um, saw farm success. They could see people around them. So, uh, it was rare that someone would go a year and not do something, but we did have some. And uh, it, it's amazing that people will keep working through it, you know. I had nothing else to do. You know, I yeah. knew that I was prospecting and it was important and it was a part of the training, you know, so I had to listen. You saw some success too. Oh, yeah, could, there was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, there was success and, you know, it was just a part of my daily routine. I had to get into that, you know, put your pride on the self, go knock on doors and learn. You know, I didn't right. know any better. Right. I didn't know any better. So I had to go out there right. and see what it was about and kind of go through the go through the steps myself. Experience right. the whole thing myself. So so when did this start shifting for you? 
How let me a better question. So how early did you start feeling like okay, I I got this. I can I can I can be good at this. I can make a lot I can make a lot of money. I can build a a good long-term career and I can set myself up the way I want my life to look. Um it wasn't till like probably 2010 or 11 when I actually hit six figures. So when I saw that and I was able so It took you 4 years. Yeah, it took me okay. 4 years. It took me 4 years to and you know um, I was in debt in the fourth year from the first two, three years. Right. But um, I saw the the big picture. So I kind of started seeing people that were older than me, what they were mm-hmm. doing, how many properties they had. Like one guy was Stuart Irvine. You know, how many properties he owned? Another one, Tom Min. You know, how many properties he owned? And mm-hmm. I saw what the passive income looked like and what these people were working towards and I said, why, why not me? I can do that. Right. I can do that. Tom, <clears throat> excuse me. Tom had one of the great lines ever about farming. Did you ever hear the story about the postman? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. How yeah. Many? He, I, goes, he goes, I just figured, you know, all I have to do is be like the postman. And if I am, I'll get paid 10 times yeah. as much. Basically. And it was, it was true. I mean, yeah. so he was, a, he was a classic farmer. And he would go out and door knock uh, much more than I did even, I think, you know. But uh, this idea that, that that's what the postman does. So I'll do I'll, – Why can't we do it? Why can't if we do it? If they can do it for eight hours, yeah. we could door knock for at least two. Right. Right? Right. Minimum. Yeah. And he did and, uh, and you know, was very successful because of it. So so then, all right, so now you're four years in this thing and you're finally saying, okay, I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel like, you know, um, I can make things happen. And was that, was that a, a line that you've crossed yet where you feel like um, – you know, I used to always say that you know, cancer um, insecurity is a cancer of real estate salespeople. So I've already, mm-hmm. I've already, my mindset is already. Look, I've, I've had my track record. I know I'm gonna mm-hmm. make X amount every year. So I just gotta do it. So you gotta get past that. If you're negative or you're stressed out or you get into it with, hey, I'm not gonna be able to close the deals. You're, you're already off off on the wrong foot. Right. You know, reset your mind, get in a positive outlook. Um, and that's how it was. And then look It matters, doesn't it? Big time. Mindset. Yeah, because all of a sudden things come from places that you didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. And that it's just happens all the time. And then I haven't had a listing where I get a call. I get a call, come list me. Right. You know, I get a referral. It just, by, but it's, you have to be out there. It's a numbers game. Right. It's how many fishing poles do I have out there at all times. Right. And then in 2010-11, luckily, um, I had another mentor, Mike Anderson, and I got into it, and he, he had an REO account. So I started doing BPOs. Right. I would do like 20 BPOs a week yeah. for a year. Two years I did BPOs until we got our REOs. And then we were doing, you know, 10, 20 REOs a year. So I was that was my basis at that time. From like 2010-11 to 2014-15, we, it was the REO game. Right. So I was able to establish myself, establish myself there. So you were doing that and and learning the business. When I say learning the business, I mean learning about transactions. Correct. Ultimately, that's what you sell, right? You yeah. sell how to help people get through the transactions. You know, they think you sell a house and whatever, but we, yeah, we don't sell a house. We, we sell, sell service. service. Right. Yeah, I sell the service. Uh, I try to mm. make it from A to Z from the beginning Le- as less stress as possible, make it, uh, uh, buying a home should be a happy moment. Right. So it should be a happy, positive. So you try to keep that energy 
and you try to, in the background, make sure everything's working together with the escrow, with the loan, you know, just making sure all the puzzle pieces are coming into place to make it a positive and end the transaction on a positive note. And that's how you get referrals. Right. That's how you get referrals, doing a great job, going above and beyond what people expect. Yeah, you have to be around long enough to, you have to expect to be in the business long enough that that this good service will come back to you. Yeah, yeah. oh, it, it comes back. It that's comes that's back. that. You know, in my mind, was always the uh, the the short term or career mentality. You said earlier, I don't have another gig. There wasn't going to be another gig. You no, never you never had Plan B. No, no, this was it. Yeah, this was it. And uh, no, I, I had some hiccups in the while. You know, I did. I went for a week. I tried telemarketing to supplement my income in right. real estate. It lasted a week. I couldn't do it. Right. I tried investing in a couple different... You're thinking if I was doing telemarketing, I could do it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it got to that point, but yeah. I was investing in a couple other things. Mm-hmm. I always got back to real estate. It, yeah. My investment in real estate has always paid me more. You know, in people, in properties, it just mm-hmm. comes back uh, in my in my uh, opinion, much better. Right. You know, my return. So you don't farm today. I do not. Okay. So, but so your 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 real sphere, um, you know, referral based. Correct. And I don't mean referral based in terms of you just wait for people to call you. No. You're assertive in reaching out to people. I have many different <clears throat> groups of people. Yeah. Um, friends, uh, family, my network. My network is good, uh, and you know, I give other people business. You know, in different in different industries right. they're in. So. It's kind of scratch my back, scratch your back, and people know that I'm good. Yeah, you know, so they're going to refer me business after they see what kind of uh, transaction I could help them. They with. hear and you. So, so how many people? Because you you know that you know my my rule number one is that your income is proportionate to how many people know you and Unless trust you, respect you, and yeah. all that. Yeah, and so uh, in that sphere of your world, how many people do you think you have the ability to? touch through, you know, one or two, you know, layers of people? One or two layers of people that I think of the people that are really hooked in and wouldn't ever consider going to anybody else for brokers. Probably I would say maybe two, three hundred people. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That are really, you know, I have a thousand, two thousand in my database. Right. People that are like my cheerleaders, you know, people that I could say, hey, look, if they hear of someone that wants to do something, they're going to refer them to me. Right. And, um, but on the peripheral you have from that 300 to a thousand in your database. Yeah, I have database about a thousand people in, in, my, database. in my database. Okay. Correct. So, so you are reaching out to those thousand people in some methodology. Correct. Email, but the, trip, but the from 300 call. to a thousand is a little bit more distant. Yes. Not quite as cooked into you yet. Yeah, there yeah. were, I would say they're more, um, they know me, they know who I am, they get right. my emails, but. I'm not sure if they'll refer me or recommend me, but that's the point. That's what I'm trying to get to, to have more people than two, 300 people, right. hopefully one day. Right. So when you're actually working with a client, um, what's the most important thing you think in, in, you know, in building the kind of relationship to get you this referral business in the future? I think more importantly than anything is just having them trust you, be truthful. Um, tell them exactly like you would explain it to your parents or your brother. Represent them to the best of your ability. Right. So it's not about the outcome. It's about the process and how I'm going to help through the process. Right. So like you said, we're service-based. It's not even about the property. It's what we're going to do after we get the property in escrow right. and the steps that come. Right, right. So is it um, 
uh, like as an example, I, I, I always felt that trying to be proactive, stay, 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 always try to stay ahead of them one thought. Dominoes. What's coming next? Dominoes. What's coming Dominoes. next? You yeah. know, and yeah. stay in front of them that way. Yeah. You find that's true? Big time. Yeah. Big time. You in real estate, mm-hmm. you already see two, three dominoes ahead. And the, the better you could gauge that and the better you could have, okay, there's three mm-hmm. things that could happen based on X. Now you could prepare for those three things. And one of those is going to happen. So then you go back to your client and you, you're already ready. You already know. So it's almost natural. Real estate almost comes naturally now. I don't have to, it's not scripts anymore. Right. You know, I don't have to close people. Right. It's just telling them the truth, consulting them, having them understand and showing them why you could represent them the best out of right. anyone out there. Right. But you have to get out in front of a thousand people. Oh, yeah, you have like. to. Yeah. You have to be out in front of people or, you know, out of out of sight, out of mind, yeah. kind of. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Ambitious Broker Podcast, where elite real estate professionals share their secrets to success, discuss topics impacting their industry, and gain professional development insights. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please rate it and leave a review.